0: back to the wednesday buckeye talk doug nathan Steven from cleveland.com try the text at 614-350-3315 I, I almost guarantee if you try it you'll like it i don't know what else to say try it you'll like it 14 day free trial four bucks a month after that news and analysis straight to your phone about the ohio state buckeyes and the reason i'm saying that is there's some consternation and uh you know sometimes people want answers in times like that guys We're getting types of texts that we have never gotten before. Nathan, there are some of our texters. Some of our texters enjoy the uh, live text that you send to people from the Tuesday Ryan Day news conference. It gives them little updates. Hey, here's what you need to know. Bing, bang, boom, the most important stuff. Some people watch it. There's lots of places, including cleveland.com, where you can watch a live stream of it. Some people enjoy taking it in themselves. There is frustration with Ryan Day's news conference on Tuesday that I have never heard people express before, and I'll, we'll run through a couple of those. We have a survey that I an emergency survey. There were enough comments, and we understand sometimes it's squeaky wheels. We get it. Emergency survey I sent out to the texters about the quarterback situation, about Ryan Day's handling of it. Are you surprised by the by the idea that, that some people may be frustrated? by how Ryan Day answered questions about the quarterback situation Tuesday and or how he's actually handling the quarterback situation. Well,
1: So I actually just walked in the door to start, and I haven't had a chance to look at those. Are you saying that they're upset at the vagueness of the information? Both. Uh, I'll run through through, it. My, my, uh,
0: as a veteran journalist, my take on it would be, yep, to both. So uh, for instance, let me run through a, a few. From the 330, I was not a huge fan of Day's press conference today. I have no idea why he feels so reluctant to talk about Kyle McCord to Jack Miller as getting some playing time, as if that's going to hurt CJ Stroud or something. Um, let's see, another one. Uh, I did ask people a lot about like how they're feeling about Ryan Day right now. Um, I don't think Ryan Day is handling this wrong. He's doing what he can, and he's probably right that Stroud looks the best in practice, but sometimes players turn on a switch in the game. From the 5-1-3, I'd hate to see Ohio State go this whole season without giving someone other than Stroud reps from the 8-1-0. From the 6-7-8, Day is being tested right now. That is true, but it's on the defensive side of the ball, not the offense from the 6-7-8. Let's see. Right. God, this is this is the one that cut my eye. God, Ryan Day is driving this program into the ground. That is, that is on the far, the far. I would not say that is a comprehensive view. But uh, but to my point, I, I don't think I've had while he was undefeated in the regular season. I don't think anyone ever texted us. God, Ryan Day is driving this program into the ground from the 616. Um, Let's see. That's that's kind of the situation. Uh, when Stroud plays bad against Akron and day refuses to play McCord. I hope the reporters light him up from the six one six. That might be the same person. It might just be one, <laughs> one angry person um, from the six one four. We've seen, he's told us Stroud is the best right now. We know they are kind of grasping for answers on defense. They aren't just as good this year. We need a reset of expectations. So again, even like resetting expectations for Ryan day, I think would be a, a thing that's different than where we were before. So, Nathan, I think overall from the 616, this might be, it's another 616. Is it just one person? No, it's a different... No, it is. It's one person who texted four times. I always thought Ryan Day was smart, but he's screwing up this quarterback situation. What happens when Stroud gets hurt versus Indiana and McCord has to start versus Penn State with zero reps in college ever? I'm honestly rooting against Day at this point so he'll get his head out of his butt. Okay. my I sent a whole survey about it. It turns out one person is mad at Ryan Day and everybody else is fine. Let's change the topic of the podcast. So Larry Johnson, defensive coordinator for the run game. What do you guys think of that? Everything else is fine. No, Nathan, do you understand why one person as it turns? <laughs> and listen, if you are that 616 I'm seeing texter, some on Twitter
1: too. I'm seeing someone on Twitter. I, okay, so it's sentence. not.
0: I, I, uh, that's how probably I would be as a texter. If I was in a Disney world, text thing and they were like hey the new the new restaurant that's supposed to look like you're reading in space opened up but the windows aren't as big as they promised and the apps aren't that good and it was supposed to have blue lights and it only has normal lighting i'd be like where are the blue lights what are they doing they're ruining like i would be like that so I'm, I'm not saying the 616 texter is wrong so let me do this i guess nathan did you what did you think of ryan day's answers to the multitude of quarterback questions he got today and what do you think overall of his handling of the quarterback situation and the information we have about it.
1: There may be some part of what he said today that is a little bit of sportsmanship in terms of not wanting to say, well, obviously we're going to get to play all of our quarterbacks against Akron. That may be part of why he holds back a little bit. Um, I also think though, that it, it the thing that stuck with me the most was how he went out of his way to explain to us. And by then by us, by, extension everyone who's listening to this podcast or was watching it that cj stroud is easily the best quarterback in practice he's you know and that he feels like that's getting reaffirmed each week in practice and that it's up to the other guys to raise their level of play and and prove that they belong on the field so he may not be when uh, steven asked the question that was what i wrote about for monday madness which is why not just say, hey, I'm going to play another quarterback early on. I'm going to like commit to it. It doesn't have anything to do with who's a starter or not. You just want to get a guy in and get him reps early. I talked about that after the Oregon game, and it's something I think I even talked about it before the season, before we even knew who CJ Stroud was going to be, that that might be a plausible option to take, and that there's a reason to maybe do it. And he set that aside and said, I don't want to just arbitrarily do that, which the whole premise is it wouldn't be arbitrary. It would be you saying here's, you know, we're, we're, we're taking the second guy and putting him in the game for a reason. That's not arbitrary. None of that, nothing about that is arbitrary. You're picking a guy, not out of a hat, you're deciding which one it's going to be, and you're putting in at a pre-chosen juncture for a long-term reason. That's not arbitrary either. And it, it makes me wonder then just how much of a separation there still is between C.J. Stroud and these other guys. Although he waited pretty long into camp to make any, indication that anybody was even separating from each other uh that cj started even separated for that job so i I don't come out of this with like uh, it definitely came out my impression of it was was still some defense this that ryan day is kind of putting out there about cj Stroud that he feels like he kind of has to stand up for him speak up for him and explain what's going on there
0: so so let's that steven i want to ask you specifically about this because like, like like we said we've talked about that the sort of nathan plan Mm-hmm. of like the, let them start a quarter or whatever. have it announced ahead of time. And you, you asked him about that, Stephen. So, cause, cause to me, right. If he says, so here's how, here's how a backup quarterback gets in the game, right? Option A, we're going to give him a series because we want him to play, which is what we're talking about here, which, and, and maybe if you don't announce it, but you have it in your head, you tell the quarterbacks, whatever, it's a plan. You have a plan. That's one way. Another way is the starting quarterback, gets hurt another way is the starting quarterback is not playing well and you want to put somebody else in and the other way is it's a blowout and now it's time for the backups right those are really the only four ways am i am i I missing a way abducted by aliens i guess like right i mean that that's it so the it feels like the only way to put a backup quarterback in without raising questions are if you announce it ahead of time or if it's in a blowout or I guess if he's hurt. Actually, there's the only way it does raise questions. But anyway, that would be a reasonable way. What you guys are talking about and asking about, that's a reasonable way to get him in. Because now, either CJ Stroud, you're only taking him out in blowouts, or if he doesn't play well. And it feels like, like, it's like, what if it's not a blowout? So Kyle McCord doesn't get in again? Or now, if you're putting McCord in, now we're reading something into it. Because you're not... Deciding I just want McCord to get experience when it matters. There's a reason behind it, which is something's Stroud's not doing something. Steven, I, I I don't know. It It would feel like the thing that we're talking about would be kind of like the easy way out for Ryan Day, but he doesn't want to take it. Does he not want to take it because he doesn't want to have C.J. Stroud questioning himself? Is that why he doesn't like that?
2: No, the more I sit here and think about it, I think it's more about not losing any quarterbacks. That he, I mean, we keep if you what we're saying is to throw Kyle McCord out there, that means you're announcing who your quarterback, second string quarterback is, and he doesn't like to do that unless he's forced to, which is where oh my quarterback got hurt, so I got to throw somebody out there, which is the only. I mean, we can perceive that it was C.J. started as a backup quarterback all year, all we wanted. That would have never actually been officially confirmed had Justin Fields had not had to leave the game two times last year. That's the only reason we were officially able to say that. So some of this is you want to keep guys in the room and you want to keep guys competing behind CJ Stroud, AKA Jack Miller, I guess.
0: Okay. So I don't, I'm going to try to stop interrupting people. There's no way it's that. That makes no sense that the, like you're never going to play be. a backup quarterback because you're afraid to announce who's number two. There's no way that's it. That can't be it. So once you if you think that's what he's thinking, is he never going to play the backup quarterback? Because by playing the backup quarterback, you're determining who's two and three. Like there's no way
1: that's it. It, I suppose it, you could be saying that to pick between two and three right now would be arbitrary that maybe they're so close. To, I don't know, but I don't think that's it either. I, I don't think you would ever, like I would be an astonishing, ba- astonishingly bad decision to potentially hinder the development of your number two guy in order to keep the number three guy. And, and especially, listen, by the
0: way, Jack Miller's third, common court, second, right. Quinn Ewers isn't ready to play. It's we're not, right. Nobody is, has any illusions yeah. about that. So, I and, mean, like that's that's not it. So we're going to give you another chance to answer it, Stephen. That's, that's the wrong answer. I'm sorry. I don't know that's if I kind of sprung it up. It's,
2: it's a crazy answer. How could
0: answer. that be the right? It's, there's no way. Why Why do you think that? What? Like he's afraid to say that Kyle McCord's ahead of Jack Miller. So the answer is don't play Kyle McCord. And that keeps everybody happy. You know who's not happy with that? Kyle McCord. There's no way that's it. There's
2: no
1: way. That can't be it. Yeah, there's no way to keep all of these quarterbacks happy. There's no way to do it. There's no way to keep all of the quarterbacks happy, but, but
0: okay, so let me let's change the, the let's change the yeah. angle of the question. Let me ask this. do you think attempting to keep quarterbacks happy and by that keeping the backups happy, keeping them involved, but making sure maybe he doesn't want to create a packing order, water- but also C.J. Stroud, maybe making sure C.J. Stroud isn't looking over his shoulder. Do you think keeping the back, the, the, keeping the quarterbacks happy in general, is affecting how he talks about this, or and or how he will decide how to play guys against Akron?
2: Yeah, because it's it's not that keeping guys happy, keeping the room intact is the most is the second most important thing to Ryan Day with the way he's talked about this quarterback situation going back to when they all three of those guys got on the raw, we're all here. It's get him through the spring, get him through the fall camp. Now let's get him through the season. And so if he doesn't have to name a starting quarterback, he's not going to, I mean, if he doesn't have to name a second string quarterback. He's not going to do okay. it. You're, and you're saying on-
0: the same thing. Okay. I don't What? okay. We have to change the discussion here. Honestly, I have, I have no idea. I, there are people who think I'm too mean to you and I don't mean to be mean. They think I'm too mean to Nathan. I'm too mean. This is not a discussion that anybody is having. How? Why do you think that not playing Kyle McCord or Jack Miller keeps them happier? I think I think what the risk with Kyle McCord is CJ Stroud's not playing well
2: and Kyle McCord can't get on the
0: field. That's the bigger risk. I'm saying it in the in in
2: ter- I'm saying it in the terms of the of the idea that we have presented in putting them in a series. In real game snaps, I'm not talking about in a blowout situation where you still have C.J. Stroud in the game. I'm talking about the scenario of like what what Nathan has talked about when I asked Ryan Day about where, you know, you're in this series, the first series of the second quarter, you're going to play your backup quarterback, regardless of how the first string quarterback is doing. I'm talking about that scenario only, not it's a blowout game and C.J. Stroud still out there because you don't want to name a second string quarterback.
1: You know, C.J. Stroud's not going anywhere. You know, that common who is number two is not going anywhere because he's the only other one that would be the closest to being ready to play in a game right now. If something were to happen to see Stroud. and you know that Quinn Ewers isn't going anywhere. So what do you care what Jack Miller thinks about common getting to go in a game? If you're Ryan day, he leaves. So what? It means nothing to this team. Frankly, I'm sorry. It doesn't.
0: Yeah. This is not the quarterback conversation I want to be having. Like the, the keep Jack Miller in the room conversation is like the 15th thing that anybody should be worried about. All right. We're changing the discussion of how we're looking at these quarterbacks. Nathan, it does seem like Ryan Day wants to make sure he has C.J. Stroud's back. Do you agree with that?
1: Yes, I think it's been pretty obvious. And I would go back even to after the Oregon game where people were trying to ask, I think, legitimate questions about C.J. Stroud's accuracy, and he came back with almost – hyperbolic answers, I thought. Like you can't, like C.J. Stroud's clear, now he wasn't having an awful game, but he clearly has a tendency to miss high and wide right now. It happens pretty often on a lot, I think on his incompletions, sometimes even on his completions and he's gotten bailed out a couple of times. And I think that that was a fair question to ask. And he comes back with, he's making throws that I haven't seen guys make in a long time. I don't know, maybe he's talking only about redshirt freshmen who've never played and are taking their first, time. like maybe he's got qualifiers for that. Um, And as good. I think CJ Stroud has played fine. I just I don't know if I would talk about him in that context. But I think Ryan Day probably has seen some of the things that we've seen from CJ Stroud in his one on one interactions with him, which is as these press conferences have gone on, he does feel a little bit more defensive. He does feel like it's in his head a little bit. And that Ryan Day, as is part of his job, frankly, as the head coach and as the guy who tutors the quarterbacks, it is part of his job to like lift him up. And it's part of our job to like, and it's part of our job to recognize when that's happening, um, counter to when he's actually giving us a, um, blunt opinion.
0: So one of the quotes from Ryan day, again, he's probably asked about like five different times. What CJ has done so far, he's had some reps that he wants back. He's also had some really good reps as well. And then he starts talking about compared to some of the younger quarterbacks we've had, like he's pretty good, especially because he said you have to think about him as a true freshman. One of the things that I'm interested in, Stephen, is the idea of growing pains and living through growing pains. That is normal. People have growing pains in all walks of life. Quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, of course, they have growing pains. Ryan Day used that phrase. Does that sort of – if that's how Ryan Day is thinking, then – Do you just say, like, nothing else matters. Stroud's the best guy. He won the job. We have to get through the lumps to get to all the good that is out there. Do you sort of agree with the growing pains uh, idea that Ryan Day put forward? Or, like, at, at what point, and it's not after three games, and it's not after four games, but is there a point where growing pains, like, all right, we're at the point where, we should be past the growing pains and it feels like you're still in them. That to me seems like a complicating thing of Ryan Day, I think is presenting the idea that he's not surprised that CJ Stroud hasn't been perfect. This is his third game. These are growing pains. Is it just normal? And that's how we should look at it. It's just growing pains. It'll be fine.
2: Growing pains are normal as long as it's not the same repeated mistakes. That's true. That's part of it. It's, I mean, any coach would tell you that it's one thing to make a mistake. It's another thing to get corrected on that mistake. And then you're still making that exact same mistake. So that's part of it. Um, there's the how long are these growing pains and how long are they just like this is who he is goes into it. And obviously, as you just said, you don't learn that after three or four games, you learn that after six, seven games. But then also whose growing pains are worth it in the end. Is when you get right. to the other side, wasn't it worth it? All right, you C.J. Stroud, he throws the ball high, he's sensitive to run, he's all those things. But is it by game by the Penn State game and by you know Michigan State and Mich- Michigan? Is he more accurate? Is he uh, some of those flashes we see? Those are more consistent. As is he a playmaker, not Justin Fields level, but enough to keep a drive alive. Then cool, all of this was worth it. If all if we get to the other side of this and it's like, eh then it wasn't worth it. They probably should have. And you can say the same thing about Kyle McCord and Quinn Ewers and any other quarterback, Bryce Young and any other quarterback around the country. That's what it comes down to. Is he learning from these growing pains, or is he making the same mistakes? And then when you get to the other side, did it feel like it was worth it?
1: I feel like there are a thousand chicken before the egg scenarios that come into this conversation. Doug, you were there the name that he named the day that Ryan Day named Stroud the starting quarterback, and he said, I'm naming him the starting quarterback for the Minnesota game. And that, it, you know, this is only a one game assignment and it moves forward from there. And I thought the thing that came out of today was that CJ Stroud has continued to emphasize that he should be the starter. But is that happening because he's getting into games and he's been able to build off of that experience in a way that shows up in practice? And would somebody else benefit from similar experience? Um, You know what I mean? Like, I feel like every every plus that you throw in CJ Stroud's favor at this point and why you wouldn't want to play some other quarterbacks makes me come back and say well isn't that exactly why you would play another quarterback to especially in some of these scenarios that they've seen so far
0: this is a quote at the end when i when i tried to ask like a wrap-up question of ryan day about it he said having good young quarterbacks is not a problem but finding the amount of reps to get those guys in a game that is a challenge so i do think that's that's a distinction we might be talking about the challenge of the reps and you can say problem instead of challenge. Cause like, again, I just think, I just think I, I need to see Kyle court. Like we just, we need to see him. And so it's almost certainly going to happen against Akron, but I do think, again, it's, it's not a problem. He doesn't, he, I think he would accept it. it's a challenge. And I think he would believe this having all these young quarterbacks and all this young quarterback talent, could only be a problem if he lets it be a problem. And so he is very invested in trying to make it sure that it doesn't become a problem. But the other issue of this is how healthy is C.J. Stroud? And it has been something we've been talking about all year. We're trying to read into him kind of, you know, doing circles with his arms on the field. C.J. Stroud, again, admitting after the game, you know, yeah, it hurts. Ryan Day-Sandy got his work through it. He was asked about that a lot today, Stephen. How much of a complicating factor is that in this whole discussion? Because I think it seems fair to say that maybe we're not seeing the best of C.J. Stroud because he's not 100% healthy.
2: Yeah, I said this when we were going to do the videos. If C.J. Stroud had come out the gate firing, and right now, I mean, obviously Heisman discussions are about to start in the next couple weeks here, and it was clear he was going to be in that discussion. I think there's a case to be made that Ryan Day might sit him against Akron, because your second-string quarterback can beat Akron. It's Akron. But because he has been okay at best and has shown reason that maybe he's not the final answer at quarterback, he's got to – play through it. He's got to tough it out a little bit because he's got to keep securing his job, which makes this difficult because the more you play through an injury, especially as a quarterback trying to play through a right shoulder injury when you're right-handed, maybe we don't get a chance to see the best of CJ Stroud because he, it's its a combination of he's not healthy, he's still going through groin pains, but he can't necessarily stop to get healthy because the moment he comes off the field, maybe Kyle McCord goes out there and shows you a reason why he, Kyle shouldn't leave it.
0: So he was asked, you know, when, when I think Austin Ward asked this, like the plays when, when CJ does have a bad rep, is that more inexperience or is it the shoulder? And Ryan Day said a little bit of both probably. Right. So, I mean, again, that's another indication that health is affecting this situation. Nathan, do you think, and again, it felt like Ryan Day maybe cracked the door on this because he cracked the door on everything. He cracked the door on playing the backups. He cracked the door on not playing the backups, but he did maybe crack the door on like, if this shoulder issue is really a thing, maybe you give CJ Stroud a game off. What do you think of that idea? I mean, it was sort of like, hey, we're going to see how practice goes this week. Of course. But do you think that would make sense on some level that say it's not getting worse, but it's not better, right? And maybe just like, man, letting the guy take a break from throwing for four or five days, really might help him a lot. What do you think of the potential of maybe CJ Stroud not playing against Akron?
1: I think his exact quote was something along the lines of, um, we will talk about that as the week goes on, but his plan is to practice. So I guess the insinuation being like, if someone is so injured, people who don't play typically don't play because they're so hurt that they can't practice. If you can practice, you're probably Well enough to play. I think what gets interesting from the the decision making standpoint for Ryan Day is this is kind of why I was advocating for doing it against Tulsa. And again, I didn't know the Tulsa game was going to play out the way it did. I still think it might have been the right decision uh, because then right now, now you're getting a situation where like he played pretty well those first two weeks, but you're the lasting impression now of com of of cj Stroud was some of the issues he had against tulsa and then a whole week off where he doesn't play at all and maybe the other guy comes in and lights it up against the team that again is a 49 point underdog for a reason and now if you were worried about like perception and the fans or whatever you've almost put yourself in a situation where you it's going to be worse
2: that's part of the problem too they're not taking care of business so you can't get him out the game right.
1: If they a had a last year. Yeah, when well,
2: right. Justin pushed
0: you out of the game and get these guys in because they didn't take care of business
2: against Rutgers. Like he got asked, like, "Hey, Justin, did you expect to play in a game this long?" It's like, no, but basically we didn't take care of business. If they had come out there and been up twenty eight to three at halftime. C.J.'s day probably would have been over after the first series of the third quarter because you can afford to do that. But when you're only up, what was it, 20 to 6 against Tulsa and your defense isn't that isn't playing that well. And the only thing that works on offense is Travion Henderson left and Travion Henderson right. You got to keep your starters in the game. That's and that goes for not just C.J. Stroud. That goes for, you know, Chris Olave and Jackson Smith, the Jigma and Garrett Wilson if you're like kind of lingering something and you don't really trust the second string that much because the game is still on the line, we haven't seen some of these backups on offense because of it.
1: And I think that's what I mean. Ryan Day, I think, perfect scenario as it is for any coach. I mean, he wants him to come in and put up like 42 in the first half against Akron. And then it's no question you can just turn the second half over to the entire second string. But yeah. I don't know that he has a lot of confidence right now that they could do that with someone other than CJ Stroud. I think he thinks that's the guy who gets them 42 in the first half and then lets them do whatever they want in the second half.
0: Yeah, I would disagree with that, but, but I agree. That's what he probably I mean, thinks. Right, yeah. yeah, No, 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 no. Part of it. And that's what we want to do on the Wednesday pod. We want to talk about what Ryan day said. Cause like after the game, we tell you what we think, like you get what we think a lot. We're trying to interpret what he said. That's the new news here. We're going to talk about practice player versus game player. And we're going to talk about Quinn Ewers next on Buckeye Talk. All right, so this is something that we have discussed sort of generally in the past um, about a guy who looks great in practice and then maybe isn't as good in the games or a guy who doesn't look good in practice and then is awesome in the game. Steven, you mentioned Brendan White. Right. In the past, that was Ohio state when they were having safety issues in 2018. It's like, they finally got to Brendan White. And they were kind of like, well, he didn't practice that great. And it's like, yeah, you put him in the game. You sure look better than anybody else. Is that a complicated, th- is that another complicated thing? Because Ryan day is clearly making the case and I'll read what he said at the end, the better the practice, the more opportunities you're going to have. You guys don't get a chance to see practice, meaning the media and fans, you guys don't get to see all these guys play, but we, we see in practice. We see practice. We see what happens. And C.J. practices very, very well, and he's played well at times, too. So if these guys want to play, they have to practice well. They have to prepare every day because they have to gain the confidence of the guys around them in that offense. And that's part of it. So the minute you can start to put that in practice, you're going to get more opportunities in the game. He was like Alan Iris in there. He practiced like four times in 16 seconds. Are we talking about practice? Yes. Ryan Day's like talking about practice. Yes, we're talking about practice. He was really talking about practice. Is that the right answer, Steven? Listen, man, CJ Stroud's better in practice. That's it. If Kyle McCord and, and Jack Miller and Quinn, Ewers want to want to play practice better
2: and you'll get in. First and foremost, the whole, like you guys don't see practice. Like I don't, that's not really a valid thing to say. It's not like they asked us, Hey, do we want to go to practice? And we yeah. were all just like, no. Okay. It's not like then, we're not showing up. <laughs> yeah. That's a, you. that's a, your decision, not a us decision. But anyway, I think it's complicated because it's quarterback with Brendan White. It's like if he's a gamer, put him in the freaking game. I don't know if you can put your quarterback in the game where he's not practicing well. I don't think it can work that way. You can't just be a gamer at quarterback because there's so many extra things that you're responsible for other than as a defensive player. Maybe it's just go find the ball and tackle the guy with it. And so, especially when you don't get hit in practice and you get hit in the game, there's too, it's too complicated at quarterback that you kind of do have to lean on, okay, who's showing it in practice a little bit more. And if a guy's miles ahead of another guy in practice, if you can't do it against your own defense, especially this defense right now, why should I be expecting you to be able to do it against somebody else's? Is that
0: just the right answer, Nathan? Or is it a thing a coach says when he knows that nobody can dispute it because nobody else <laughs> gets to see it and I, again I, steven is right quarterbacks different but i also think it's possible that even at quarterback there are some guys who and i was sort of some guys are the same in practice as they are in games sometimes are better some guys are better in practice than they are in games some guys are worse in practice than they are in games so i understand what ryan day is saying but i don't know that it's the final final answer and that's it right
1: yeah it's, it's one of those chicken before the egg things I was discussing before, right? Because on one hand, like I don't have a lot of empathy. We were talking about this when we were shooting our video. I don't have a lot of empathy for the guy who doesn't practice well and then turns it on in games, not getting a chance because how else is a coach supposed to make that decision? He has to evaluate you in practice the week before and practice all season and practice going back months to the spring. So I understand that that's the most data that they have, but sometimes that player you're talking about does exist that there's another light that goes on. They reach another level. I think they have to part of being at this level is you have to try to find it all the time. But if, if that's true about a player and you, and they can take it up another level in a game, then you don't find that out until they're actually in a game. So it's, it, that's where the conundrum comes in. And that's why they have to take care of business better in those other games. I will say, i the one sliver where i do kind of maybe fall on ryan day's side here a little bit is you owe it to the entire offense in a practice scenario to have the best guys out there the first string offense to practice at a high level and get that whole thing going at, in sync and maybe he doesn't feel like in season you can play around too much with moving guys in and out of that but i think your rebuttal is going to be but what if the other guy is better i mean you've got to i think at some point you have to find that out
0: I mean, listen. He's Kyle McCord's good. If CJ Stroud's better, so be it. I mean, it's not even an if. I guess CJ Stroud is better. He won the job. There's no ulterior motives. Ryan Day picked the guy that he thinks has the best chance to have the Hawaii State win. So CJ Stroud won the job. But Kyle McCord's good. Jack McGill is good. Quinn Ewers is going to be good. Nobody thinks these guys aren't good. Again, it's the the gap. I think there's no experience. There's very little experience edge. With Quinn, there still is because Quinn came late and then missed even the end of August with physical issues. But with the other three guys, there's not that much of an experience gap and there's not that much of a talent gap. I don't think, right? I mean, is that that's the weird part of this is that usually on a team, there's either a pretty definitive experience gap or a pretty definitive talent gap. And it might be that, there's a a more experienced, lesser talented, older guy. And you got to play him because he's got to figure it out. And then you figure out when the young guy's going to take the job, Kelly Bryant and Trevor Lawrence. Like this isn't that, this is all talented young guys, which again is like, maybe why I wouldn't build the quarterback room this way, but who am I? But a simple podcast host who maybe perhaps once suggested that you could have too many good quarterbacks, but why would anyone suggest that? I don't know, because maybe we're talking ourselves in circles about this right now. So I don't like to say, Nathan, I think you legitimately raised your hand. Is that where we are on this podcast that like to get Doug to shut up? You've got to raise your, may I please talk? Well, like that works.
1: Well, I know. It's like, I put your hand down. Go ahead. I was just going to say that talent gap is a tricky concept a little bit right now when all you have is these young guys and especially – a bunch of young guys we haven't actually seen play talent gap is an interesting phrase because it's not arm talent. It's not physical talent. There's a lot of other quarterbacking talent that comes into that. I think that's as much what Ryan day is talking about when he says, you guys don't see practice as anything else, because we're also not in rooms where they're talking about what they recognize on a a defense and all that stuff, the meetings that they have. Like that's where I think CJ Stroud probably does. I know you think it's not a huge Experience edge, but I think that extra year in the program has probably been a reason why he has been out in front, and that is a form of quarterback talent.
2: I think the gap Brain question, the the yeah, I agree with that. The gap talent also just me like we talked about this before. Anybody won the job of how this might go when we were approaching the spring game, and this idea that you know C.J. Stroud's in front, and whatever a guy might do one day might just pull them even with C.J. Stroud, but then the next time he gets on the field, he pushes the gap back up because he's just ahead so maybe it's a little bit of that going on as well where let's just say it's it's Tuesday we're recording this and they go out there to practice today and Stroud is two points ahead of Kyle McCord for the starting job and then whatever Kyle McCord does that day puts him equal again but then on Wednesday CJ Stroud goes out there and do something and once again he's two points out so maybe that's part of this too is Kyle McCord, whatever CJ Stroud and Kyle McCord are at right now, Kyle McCord has to be four points better than that to get ahead of CJ Stroud in this competition and make this a conversation, at least in Ryan Day's head.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do that. I, I would if the guys even. I'd give the guy who pulled even a chance. I mean, I'm not saying you're. I agree wrong, with you. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I agree. It's yeah. Just, you know. I. 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 I don't. I don't know. It feels like he's loyal to CJ Stroud. Which is good, but why would you be any more loyal to C.J. Stroud than to any
2: other quarterback in the room, just because he won the job?
1: Because he like picked what? him,
2: and I, there is an element of this that is like I, I get it. Like he 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 had J.T. Barrett, he had Brett and Dwayne, but they were here already, and J.T. was an incumbent. Justin had some development elsewhere before he came here. This is the first quarterback Ryan Day's had here that he picked. He recruited, he signed, and developed from scratch. So maybe there is this element of it that he just is a little closer to this one than he is the quarterbacks he's had here in the past.
1: I also think more to the point, like he talked about a little bit today about guys listening to criticism and listening to praise and and processing all of that, and it's just part of being a college athlete at all, and especially at Ohio State and especially being the quarterback. But he's talked before about the scrutiny that the quarterback at Ohio State is always under, and yes all these guys accepted that when they came here, but by naming starter, Ryan so ratcheted that up for him. That's what he wanted. That's what CJ Stroud obviously wanted, but I think there's a party Ryan day that is sympathetic to that. And it, that's where you get some of the defensiveness that he comes out with.
0: Yeah. I, I don't like that conversation. It's like, Oh, poor you. You're the starting quarterback at Ohio. State. I mean, I'm not going to pretend that it's not saying
1: poor you, no, I think but I get just, it. But I, just, a, I think just, uh, it explains why he's, um, why he talks about it the way he does.
0: I mean, everybody loved the most popular guy in the world is a backup quarterback because he never has to prove anything and he can just live yeah. in this world of like could you could be better world,
1: right? That which is whatever, which
0: is why I would pull him out of that world and bring him into the is he better world
1: by putting him on the field. Yeah, who like so are the three like, biggest celebrities in Chicago right now? It's like Oprah, Barack Obama, and Justin Fields.
0: Yeah, but see, but that's not that again, that's not an equivalent. I mean, that's a backup conversation. Yes, the backup quarterback's popular, but that is exactly what we're talking about. Lesser talented older guy, more talented right. younger guy. Why isn't Justin Fields playing? It's because he's not as experienced. That's why this is mucky, because they're all the same. Yeah. Nobody has experience and they're all talented. There's no Kenny Guyton here. There's no game manager. They're all win-the-game quarterbacks. And so I I, I don't know. I just on some level. Here's the thing to be on the alert for. This is this is Doug. This is Doug's advice for football fans. When teams aren't going well, be on the lookout for coaches talking about how it's all about family and that's what really matters, right? And like, hey, like it's like, it's not all about football, no. But even like their own family, right? Like, oh, I'm okay. Not- like, hey, like, hey, just the opportunity to be here. And there was a coach that tweeted that over the weekend. And it's fine. And I believe it. It's true. But you don't tweet that as much when you're undefeated. My favorite thing for that. that athletes do. So it's all about family. It's like, is its is it we're here just having everybody who has the nicest family? My family's nice. Can I be a coach?
1: I'm reading your contract coach. The, your family is not mentioned.
0: So like, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not, but it's just like, it's what people do when, when things aren't going quite as you want to do. The other thing is you better hope if Ryan day says something about the team GPA in the next couple of weeks, set the building on fire. They only talk about the GPA when the football's going wrong. Yep. So if that is all hands on deck, you Know, uh, I don't know. I I know that we're uh three and four, but can I tell you, Nicholas Petit Frere, his 400 level statistics class, he is absolutely killing it, right? Be on, be on the lookout for that. And then, uh, and then I can't think of the other thing I was gonna say because it was family and grades, it's, and I had an oh, and then, but the, the other. But the other thing yeah. about that is, oh, that can with the media. That's fine. That's part of that's an art contract. We get ripped. But there's the other more to thing life is, than football. No, that's part, but but the idea again of like when they act like being the quarterback at Ohio State is a burden instead of an opportunity. Right. And it's like, listen, it's both, and I get it. And we are all trying to be more aware of the pressures on athletes and that they do get a lot of crap on social media and that stinks. Don't go on social media and give these guys crap. They're doing the best they can, but we don't work for the team and we don't work for the players. We work for the fans and we're trying to express questions that the fans have because all the fans want is the team to be the best they can be. So I am, I am not here for a whole lot of conversation about the burden of being the Ohio state quarterback when it is literally the thing that every person in the state of Ohio who has played football or watches football wants to be. So I get it. We acknowledge it, but let's not spend too much time on it.
1: What I was, I think what I was trying to say was it's a little bit analogous to me, like the first two months of Justin Fields 2019 season when he was not throwing interceptions or and was barely throwing completions at times. And yet Ryan day, it was every week was coming in. Wow. Can you even believe you have this guy? And he's like, well, now hold on a second. Here's what we need to get better at. I think it's a little bit like it's just him sort of starting to manage the narrative. I know that term you don't like, as opposed to pretending that getting criticized as the high state quarterback is unfair. I think it's more about like, you know, not letting a guy get too high, not letting a guy get too low.
0: Also, I just gave you a little tip here on the quarterback. When the, when the head coach is tamping down good things that people are saying about the quarterback, that's a good sign. When you're, when your head coach is talking down the quarterback, that means he's really confident in him. When your head coach is spending a lot of time talking up the quarterback. That's what I'm on alert because as I mentioned many times, Urban Meyer never said one nice thing about Dwayne Haskins ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever. Because Dwayne didn't need it. It's all good. Dwayne's like, I got it. I don't need it. Who cares? I don't. Know. I'm I'm good. So I'm just saying. And this is not a criticism of C.J. Stroud, like as a person or anything. Listen, I do. I'm sure he's feeling it. Because again, he expressed it after the game. I'm sure he's feeling it. And that's that's a that's a tough reality. But it also is the reality and man on the other side whoo! there's a mountain of good things there. So let me let me get to the quarterback discussion here. Stroud's health is obviously an issue but based on how he's played. I'm trying it's like I would I would like to sort of separate the shoulder from the discussion at some point because on some level. He is what he is. He's playing how he's playing. We don't know how hurt he is. As long as you're putting him out there, we're going to evaluate that play. I don't know what else to do. So I tried to take the the injury out of the the question. Based on how he's played, what is your view? What is your view of the backup quarterbacks? These were the three answers. You've got to play McCord, Miller, Ewers, ASAP, because they might be the best option to start. Like you've got to play them because you might be playing the wrong guy. You should work in other quarterbacks to give them important reps to get a sense of them. Like you just, you know, it's not desperate, but you just want to see how they are. Or Stroud's the guy, play the backups and blowouts, but Stroud needs the important reps, right? So it's sort of like, holy moly, play the backups. You know, get them in when you can. Or I don't even really care about the backups. I'm right, like it's Stroud, so the backups are whatever. Nathan, which do you think won?
1: Um, The middle one.
0: Stephen, do you think the middle one also, or do you think a different one?
2: Um, gotta play McCord. Yeah, the other quarterback stays up.
0: You you say you said the the top one, the, mo- yeah, the top most one. dramatic one. Yeah, play just the given
2: guys. where we, just given where we are right now. Yeah, top one.
0: Sixty four percent middle. Sixty four percent. Play the backups when you can, but gotta play the backups ASAP. Doubled up the ride with Stroud, so it sixty four percent. The middle answer. Twenty four percent. The more desperate. Gotta play the backups. Stroud's the guy, only play him in blowouts. So again, I think sometimes, right, based on Twitter, based on text, based on what you think, you would think, hey, man, I'm sure everybody wants to play the backup. Two-thirds of the people are like, get him in when you can. It's still, you know, you want to see him, but it's not, the world's not on fire. The other one that I asked about the quarterbacks, who will be Ohio State's starting quarterback for the Michigan game? Miller, Ewers, McCord, Stroud. I'll tell you that CJ Stroud won. Okay. I mean, like, I, I, we're, we're not at the point where people are thinking he's not going to be the quarterback. Nathan, what percent of the vote do you think he got?
1: 54%.
0: Nathan or Steven, how many? I, I also, I just mixed up Nathan and Steven, just like Jerry Emig <laughs> did today. And uh, you guys made a funny joke about it. The Talk Twins. Jer, Jerry has to call on like literally like 50 different media members yep. and occasionally. He doesn't recognize somebody in a mask or he just gets the names mixed up because he's thinking at 12 things at once, but sometimes it's funny Jerry does a great job and to everybody who needs to ask questions. Stephen what do you think how what was the percent of the vote that said cj Stroud?
2: 55.
0: Uh, oh, he prices righted you Nathan he went 1% higher yeah uh, St- Stephen wins. 61 but that's you guys are in the right range so listen 61 right that's pretty good but also we're at a point where three games into the season 40 percent of the fan base thinks a different guy is going to be starting by michigan right 35 percent mccord four percent viewers one percent miller i didn't ask who should because we don't really know right and if they're not going to play guys in games we can't evaluate to the point we don't see practice so i think this these are people probably combining Nathan what they think they wish would happen and also what they think Ryan Day would do. I will tell you that if I voted in this poll, I would vote Kyle McCord. We haven't talked about Quinn Ewers yet. Ewers Island is uh, it, with the tide, <laughs> the tide comes in, the tide goes out. The size of the Island really changes from hour to hour. So, um, it, uh, Ryan day did not talk about Quinn Ewers as a guy like who has any chance to be that with, with where he is right now, but I just don't, I, I, I really think that they might end up doing something else. Uh, Nathan, who would you vote if you voted in this poll?
1: Who? Cause I was the one who, when we first made our predictions predicted Cam cord would be the starting quarterback on opening day. Um, I, the way he's talking about it right now, I would say CJ Stroud.
2: Steven? The way he's talking about it, CJ Stroud, but also I don't know if I'm completely off the idea that there isn't a better, a brighter side once we get past these growing pains, whether it's because he got healthy or just because he finally, like, it finally clicked for him.
0: You think there is a, 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 C.J. Stroud, there's a, a significantly better C.J. Stroud just based on health and experience. That's a very reasonable thing to yeah.
2: think. I, 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 there's, there's been enough outside of Tulsa game. There's been enough to show me what he can be, and I think that's enough.
0: Okay. It's difficult. It's not, I, I don't, again, sometimes I keep apologizing for the conversation. People say don't apologize for the conversation. I'm not going to apologize for the conversation. It's big lights, big city. But uh, quarterback situation. This is, this is, this is very, comp- this is very complicated because they're so young and they're so equal in so many ways. And there, we don't know very much about any of them, but also it does. It is a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, Nathan, that like the more CJ Stroud plays and the other guys don't get to play, the greater, the experience edge CJ Stroud has, which is more reason to play him. And then again, which has Kyle McCord standing there being like, could I get a chance? It's like, well, you don't have much experience. It's like, it's because you won't play me. Like, I I could see how Kyle McCord could get frustrated here. And so, again, I don't know where that fits in Ryan Day's thinking, but I could see how Kyle McCord would get frustrated. So we said, yours isn't going anywhere. Jack Miller, I, I don't know. It's Maybe it's not fair. We just think of him sort of a step behind. But if Kyle McCord doesn't get a look this year, doesn't get like a kind of like a real look, I don't, I'm not exactly sure like what's here for you. Like if CJ Stroud, if CJ Stroud is, continues on a similar track, good, 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 good. Not a world beater, good. And Quinn Ewers is just, you know, getting wound up back there, getting ready for next year. And Kyle McCord like doesn't really get a look. Man, that would, to me, if I were Kyle McCord, I would have a hard time with that. I would.
1: Yeah, that would maybe be the one thing in my mind that would affect whether or not he was here next spring to compete for that job. Cause I would I would expect that to happen at this point. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't know. Again, it's a chicken before the egg that I was talking about before. I will say I assume that Ryan Day is much more detailed in the feedback he gives to these individual quarterbacks than he is in the feedback he gives to us about those individual quarterbacks. So they probably are getting a a better explanation of point by point why C.J. Stroud is playing instead of you.
0: Yeah, no, that's probably right. All right, last quick break. We'll come back and talk about QE next on BT. All right, Quinn Ewers, I promised to ask about him. I did. Tried to ask about it. Like, I don't, I wanted to be like, I almost wanted to press. I was like, Ryan. This is not a loaded question. I am not implying anything. I just would like to gather information about the most famous recruit in the history of college football. What's up? So I think I did that enough that we were able to get kind of a thing, right? That and and Stephen, you wrote up the post about it because as I've said, I don't write anymore. But He kind of really did paint a picture of like, oh, man, oh, man. Like it's because, again, by the way, by the way, very positive every time he talks about C.J. Stroud. Every time he talks about Quinn Ewers, he's like he he can't even find the bathroom. He has no idea. He wakes up in the middle of the night. He knocks his kombucha soda over. He's lost. He doesn't he can't remember what day it is like he I mean, (laughs) Right. Every time he talks about Quinn Ewers, it's just like, oh, no, it's not about his talent, but it's just about like, oh, no, it's tough for a high school kid. He's not ready. He's not ready. Right.
2: Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But while he's saying that, his face is like lighting up because it's like, finally, I get to talk about my future starting quarterback. But yeah, pretty much. Look. I mean, you asked him, like, point blank, is he running the scout team? He didn't really answer that part of the question, which is weird. I I think that would be a smart thing to do with him. But he's at practice. He's learning the playbook. He's in the classroom. And every so often, he gets a rep. And he wasn't yeah. on the practice roster. I mean, he was on the travel roster for Minnesota. I would assume he won't be on the travel roster for Rutgers or any other game just because you don't need four quarterbacks. So he's, at this point, if you want to get to games early and watch him throw the ball around at, at home games, you're more than welcome to do that because that's the only type of information you're going to get on Quinn this year.
0: Nathan, did you get any read on the Ewers answer or was it just providing information about how he's doing?
1: It did. I mean, to me, it it just kind of reinforced what I sort of assumed was the situation at this point that he's not going to be close to playing anytime soon. That especially considering he had the letdown in um, at the end of preseason camp where he wasn't able to play. I mean, we'd seen him throwing some passes on the sideline, we saw him throw some passes in practice before he had that shutdown. So it's not like I thought that he had been like banished or is just like you know doing uh virtual reality or whatever. I think he's he's doing football things. But it's never been my expectation that he's anywhere close to being in, in the quarterback conversation here. And I think Ryan Day probably wanted to make that explicit <laughs> for, for for obvious reasons. And
0: I will just say, uh waving the last bit of a flag on Ewers Island, I did say that he's gonna say all this stuff right up until the point where he says Quinn Ewers is the new starting quarterback, right? He's gonna act like he doesn't. He can't even find the facility. And then he's going to be like, you know what? Yesterday, Quinn couldn't even get a ride to practice. Today, he came out and slung it around and we're going to go with him, right? Like, so I I get it. He's going to continue to downplay this stuff. It doesn't mean it's not real. And I do get it. And I do really. The fact that he got in, he really got no preseason, which I, it felt like he was going to get like maybe two-thirds or at least half the preseason in August. And he got like none of it. And you can't make that up. And that really, I mean, that affected my view of this whole thing. But um, it's not a grain of salt. What's less than a grain? I mean, I'm taking it like I believe it, right? But also, it doesn't do anybody any good to say good things about Quinn Ewers because it
2: will just freak everybody out. You took one little piece of sand from the island, and then Ryan Day came along on his big boat and said, Come on, Doug, it's time to leave. Come on. Yeah. Come back. Come back in January. But for right now, let's come on
1: when yours know, is just it's a Ewers island is a private island that like only wealthy people can afford to go to um people who they have drink like nice, nice nil deals and yeah right. um but like as we're we drive by it on the way to our other islands and you can tell they're working on some stuff there like it's gonna yeah. be pretty nice it's gonna be really nice it's just not inhabitable yet i would like it, yes to make it clear. I don't own Ewer's Island. I just
0: work there. I like pick up the trash. I have one of those pointy sticks and I stab cans and they let me stay there sometimes. Um, you look like at the stick- toll booth.
2: You're going to make you bleach your hair before you show up one one day. That's the real yeah. rule. That's the real rule. You have to bleach your hair to stay here. I would do that. Do you think I should do that? I, I, I would I would do that to raise money for charity.
0: I would, I've, if people have tech subscribers, oh. if we, I would set a goal and if we get enough money, I'll bleach my hair and look like Quinn yours. I'm hundred percent serious. I'll do that. Oh, I you thought you meant
1: it. like you would bleach it. And then like, how much will you guys pay me to change this back? Cause it looks ridiculous.
0: Oh no, I'd look so hot. Oh my God. I might just get blonde tips just for fun. Oh my God. I'm That's like, all he I'm-
2: has right now. Oh my, if we get him in January and you show up with blonde tips to talk
0: to him, Listen, man. I bought fancy shoes because J.K. Dobbins had them, and I went that's into there. the sneaker store and said, "Can I get these shoes?" And they had different colors on them. Then I said to the checkout person, "I said, get, get a lot of middle-aged men buying these shoes," and she said, "No." Mm. So that's, I mean, like starts with shoes. Haircuts mm. next. Let's go to the Ryan Day handling of things, which was the other day. Other thing we asked about again: the angry person from the six one six who <laughs> maybe do the whole poll. How would you assess Ryan Day's current handling of the quarterback situation? Here are the choices great i totally trust him to get it right good it's a tough spot and a little tricky but i'll figure it out okay it's a difficult situation and things feel weird at the moment bad i'm worried he's going to make the wrong decisions with quarterback playing time steven what do you think one great good okay bad
2: this is going to be interesting i think I think good one, but I won't be shocked if okay one. But I'll, I'll say good. Nathan, who do you think won?
1: Um, okay.
0: Big win for okay. Forty three percent okay, thirty nine percent good. Bad doubled up great. Thirteen percent bad, six percent great, and so in a combination, great and good. The top two choices got forty five percent. Okay and bad. The bottom two choices got 55%. Nathan, what do you think of that? That is a, that is a, I mean, it, it's a small, it's, listen, I, I get, it. Ryan Day's the guy. He's done a great job. It's the first little thing of any kind of doubt, not even doubt, minor criticism. I feel like that we've heard from Ohio State fans since Ryan Day took over as head coach.
1: Well, I mean, but just look at it in context. Like, I mean, if you're only losing in the playoffs, And then when you lose in the playoffs, it involves either like some really questionable coaching calls or uh, a a pandemic that takes off like three or four of your defensive starters or whatever it was for that game. You get some benefit of the doubt because of where you're losing and how you're losing. And now the first time you lose in season, but I almost think like the Tulsa game, if they'd come back and really blown them out, I think it would have, you would have had less doubt this week. But the fact that that lingered around, it was a seven point game with, you know, four minutes to play or whatever before Ohio State yeah. opened it up. I think that is where the cloud is starting to linger a little bit. People are wondering, yeah. again, it's just people oh, wondering, sure. like, why aren't we Ohio State right now? Yeah, Ohio State but, doesn't do this.
0: Yeah, obviously. Yeah, of course. But. It's happening for the first time. I
1: mean, clearly that's like, like we've never been here before. I mean, I guess it's an obvious point, but yeah. Um, but, but Ryan Day is also, I mean, he's been fired before. Like he's been on coaching staff, have so been fired before. So I don't know. I think he'll, I'm curious to see how he weathers this. It's a different scenario when you're the guy in charge of it, but I think he probably also does have some perspective on it a little bit and, and how to kind of like personally handle it and still like do the things you have to do to get through it. I don't know.
0: Like he's this isn't anywhere close to where he's been before. When you're an assistant, you get fired. He never got fired like at because of his performance. He's mm-hmm. got wiped out with no. The staff.
1: No, but, but I think you, under, you understand again the, the ups and downs of the scenario.
0: No, I don't think you do because he's the head coach at Ohio State. He lost one game and everybody's freaking out. I don't I, he knew this was
1: coming. But you can see – He but saw he Chip a- Kelly be like the anointed as like a genius of the sport. One of his closest friends go off and then find out what happens. Like he's seen both in the sides NFL, of this because he yeah. changed
0: in the NFL, which he was not qualified to do because he tried about- to be in charge of personnel. I- I'm disputing your assertion that Ryan day has been through this before and he knows what's up. I think this is entirely new. I'm not saying he can't handle it, but this is a hundred percent new one for him.
1: Not that he's opinion. personally experienced it, but I think he, again, through his experiences in, in over the course of his coaching career, I think he has been around it. I think he knows how to weather it from a a mental-emotional standpoint.
0: He has never been employed at a school like Ohio State, other than when he was a grad assistant at Florida, where you're expected to win every single game. He's never had that before. He's never been at a school where you're expected to win every single game, and now he's in charge here, and he lost one game, and people are at least starting to ask some of these questions like this. I do wonder if it's been new.
2: Yeah, it is new, and I wonder if it's worse or not as bad as he thought it was going to be in his head when it seemed like every other time we talked to him, he was having this paranoia of, you can't lose here. You can't lose here. It's like the way he yeah. – the anxiety he would show up. I wonder in his head, is, that, is it, now that it's happened, has it been like, oh, okay, this isn't as – it's bad, but it's not as bad as I thought it would be, or is it everything he thought it was what, what that first loss was going to feel like?
1: Well, but it also isn't like when we've talked to him, he came – it's not like he came out after the Oregon game and said like – hey, like, I know we lost, but you guys are crazy. Like, that was just such a good offense that what could our defense do? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, he's (laughs) acknowledging where there's problems. He's saying, he's the one saying as much as anybody, uh, maybe with the exception of Quinn Ewers, but I feel like in all the other scenarios, all the other things we ask him about, he acknowledges where there's problems, sometimes without us asking him about it, and like, gives us some, you know, impression of what they need to do to fix it. So he's not like, it's not like he's blowing smoke here or like pretending that there aren't issues. I think I agree. I agree.
0: All right. This is the last thing. What's your overall level of faith in Ryan day right now? Great faith. No, sorry. Total faith. Just total faith. That was the top one. Great faith, but being tested now for the first time. Good faith, but he needs to show he can get the team back on track. Losing faith. The quarterback situation, defensive issues are making me wonder. So it's total great. Good losing are the four options. Nathan, what do you think? One probably Good. So the, so the the third out of four, Stephen, yeah. what do you think won? Great faith. So great one, yeah. 50% great, 32% good, and total did beat losing. Total faith, 10%, losing faith, 8%. So the top two, total and great, got 60%. The bottom two, good and losing, got 40%. Nathan, anything surprise you about that? Or does that sound about right?
1: No, because again, I think if it, just from my own perspective, again, go back two years, like this is a year we thought there could be a dip and it's manifesting itself more than we had led ourselves to believe it might just a couple months ago, because based on who had come back and some other things. So I think that factors into how you're judging Ryan day about this. Although I, there are some things, some very immediate things that are happening in this season that he does have to manage.
0: I think overall people think he's a good head coach and obviously he's the right head coach for this team. I think people are going to get a little antsy if he continues to stick with CJ Stroud without giving other guys a look if CJ Stroud doesn't start to play better. I think that's where they are. And that the, if, we have to see what happens with Akron and with Rutgers and Maryland. He's had three either the next 3 games, I think either either CJ Stroud has to look significantly better and everybody's like, "Oh, okay." Or he's got to give the other guys a look. But if we have three more games that are similar to the first three games, I think people are really going to get frustrated and it'll be interesting by a week. If that's the case. And also
1: recruited for the next two or three years also factors into how people look at him long-term too. Which yeah, is so why they're they're like sure. As much as frustrated as they are this year, they still see what's coming two, three but, years. But now. they're going to
0: doubt his ability to handle the quarterback room, which is the number one thing about that recruiting. If they feel like he's not handling it this year. Oh, don't smirk at that. Nathan, I think, they are no, absolutely going to have, have doubts to about his doubt long-term it. ability. If he, if they feel like he's not getting this right, because I, it's not just a now decision, it's a future decision about how is, he handles it
2: this year.
1: Because maybe some of them, but I also think a lot of them think Quinn Ewers is just going to win the job and that's going to solve the quarterback room.
0: But I think if he if he feels like he's sticking with a guy who's not playing great, I think they'll be like, well, they're we gonna stick with CJ Stroud next year. I mean, you might be right that Quinn Ewers might just like wipe out everything else. But I think they might even have hesitation of like, well, would he do that? Because Quinn Ewers isn't experienced. I don't know. I think there's gonna be grumbling. I think they'll be grumbling, even though I you make a point, Quinn Ewers might just answer everything. All right, I got a scoot. Thanks to you guys for listening to Buckeye Talk and always. As always, drop a couple reviews. We could use some uh use some reviews. Um so if you've thought about it and never done it before, drop some in there. Try the text at 614-350-33154. Nathan Baird and Stephen Means. I'm Douglay Maurice, and that was Buckeye Talk.